Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, the media company that consists of a website, podcast, mobile app, and a list of wonderful divorce professionals. So I have been divorced for over 15 years. And I learned a lot of lessons in my divorce. And I made a lot of mistakes, but I also did some things that were right. And that's kind of my basis for Divorce Girl Smiling. Like what I do is try to share what I did right, what I did wrong, what I could have done better, what made me a better person after going through my divorce. So today, I want to talk about five lessons learned after my divorce, but they're not my lessons. They're actually Wendy Sterling's lessons. And I'm so excited to have Wendy on here. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Jackie. So glad to be here. Uh, Okay, Wendy is one of my favorite people, and I want to tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to get into the five lessons that she learned after her divorce. So Wendy got divorced, and she, like me, found a passion in helping others going through a divorce. So Wendy became a divorce coach, and Wendy is the founder of Divorce Rehab. She is now a global empowerment coach, a motivational speaker, and the author of her best-selling book, Divorce Socks, Now What? (laughs) I just think that is the funniest title. I love it. It's perfect. And so Wendy wrote this article that I saw on her website called Five Lessons Learned After My Divorce, and I loved it, and I really wanted to share it with my listeners. So what I want to do, Wendy, is I want to go over these five things. But before I do that, I want to ask you a general question, which is, do you feel like me where you got divorced and you realized that you learned all these things and you did some stupid things and you made mistakes, but you also became empowered? So tell me like in general about that. Yeah, I mean, listen, none of us walk down the aisle thinking that we need a plan B. Um, And, you know, at the time, of course, it was devastating and not something that I fully embraced. Um, In fact, it was something I was fighting against. I, I was doing everything in my power to stay married, mostly for my children. And what I quickly realized in my healing process was that I had lost so much of who I was in my marriage. And looking in the mirror, I didn't even know who was staring back at me. I knew the version of who everyone else saw me to be, including my reflection through my now ex-husband's eyes. But I really didn't know who I was. And it was the first time in my life where I realized that I had completely given myself over to other people and became a people pleaser. And so what my divorce was able to teach me was to learn what my voice sounded like, who I was, and to understand not just that there is power when you speak, but also learning how your words are very powerful and the way in which you communicate the word choices that you use 
are really important in feeling heard and seen by others, which were two things that I never felt while I was married. And so my divorce became that catalyst for me to find my true identity and voice so that I could start living and designing a life that I chose instead of feeling stuck with the one my ex-husband left me with. Wow, that is incredible because I know you now and I don't know that person you just described. And so for me, it's hard <laughs> to picture, you know, you just exude confidence and joy and positivity. And so, wow. And so that's an inspiration to people listening because they might be where you were. And we all know it's possible to end up happy and healthy like Wendy and, and like me too. So, oh, this is going to be such a great discussion, Wendy. All right, let's dive right into this. You wrote this great article, Five Lessons I Learned After Divorce. Lesson number one was I learned how to rely on myself. So tell me about that. Yeah, so um, like many of your listeners, I'm sure, um, I got married very young, at least it's what I say now. Um, you know, my ex and I, we met when we were 18, we got married when we were 25, and so I never, I was never an adult without him. Um, I grew up with him and became quickly realized actually that I had entered into a very codependent relationship with him um, and eventually a codependent marriage. And so not only were my thoughts his thoughts, but I completely relied upon him for everything. <laughs> and it really wasn't until we separated when, you know, the garage door broke and I went, uh, no clue what to do about this. Or, <laughs> you know, when I filed for divorce, uh, you know, having to get all of my financials together, I didn't even know the first place to start looking. And so what my divorce really taught me was, number one, you know, do not fall asleep at the wheel ever again. And secondly, it was time for me to just, you know, put my big girl pants on and to really start learning how to do stuff for myself to stop, you know, calling somebody if I needed help. Um, you know, I joke in the article, but it's, it's the truth. Like, thank God for YouTube. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to look up on YouTube and I, I even tell this to my clients. I'm like, well, have you checked YouTube? Well, when I got divorced, there was no YouTube yet. It was 2008. <laughs> so that's not fair. So I didn't have that. But what I will say is I, I agree with you. And I remember just feeling terrified about so many different things. And then it's almost like you have to do it. You don't have yeah. a choice. And then nope. when you do it, you're so empowered and you love yourself and you feel so strong and independent and it's a really wonderful transformation, even though I think people are probably listening going, you know, Jackie, screw you. I don't want that. I didn't want this divorce. I don't want to do it. And that is very true. And I can relate to that. But you just wait. I'm talking to my listeners now to see how empowered and wonderful you are going to feel when this is over. And you are going to continue to get more and more self-reliant and have more self-love and confidence and strength, I promise you. 
Moving on to number two, lesson number two, I created a new support system. This is very important. Yeah, you know, getting divorced when all your friends are married can feel very lonely. And what I quickly realized was that, you know, sitting at home and wallowing in my sorrow, reliving memories, looking around my house, uh, you know, some nights burying myself in a, in a glass or two of wine um, was not the type of uh, companionship that, that I needed. And what I also knew was that I wasn't ready to start dating at the time, but what I needed was to find a community, to find uh, people who understood what it was that I was going through. And so in the beginning, what I started doing was really putting myself out there and you know, thank God for social media. Um, I started looking at different Facebook groups. I was looking at different meetup groups in my local area. I uh, got myself registered at one of the, you know, one of the workout places here in LA. I became like a complete fanatic of Barry's Bootcamp and started going there and really just pushed myself out of my comfort zone to really start meeting new people in areas of my life where I actually fell asleep at the wheel with creating hobbies or self-care and taking care of myself. And so what quickly ended up happening was that I was able to meet, like I met a new friend and we started hanging out together and we went out on the nights I didn't have my kids. And so it was so incredibly important to just get myself into a new routine instead of defaulting back into, you know, what I used to do, but then realizing I couldn't because my kids weren't home or, you know, my husband wasn't there. And so it's really important for those of you who are listening to really, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to lean into that discomfort a little bit, but know and trust that what's on the other side for you is going to be the best thing for you. Absolutely. And I want to tell my story about my support system, which started with one girl. So basically, I was doing these kickboxing classes at my community gym, and there were all these women in the class, and there was one woman who was going through a divorce, and somebody said to me, see that girl right there? She's also going through a divorce. And I said, oh, really? And I was really nervous, but I went up to her and I said, excuse me, my name's Jackie and I'm going through a divorce and someone told me you are too. And would you want to go out for a glass of wine and talk sometime? And Wendy, that started a wonderful friendship and we became besties. We hung out. And then as other people got divorced, they would come up to us and they would start crying and we would know. And then they, we would say, well, come out with us Saturday night. And we really started a beautiful group of just people who really leaned on each other and needed each other during such a hard time. I loved how you said people need to lean into their discomfort because that wasn't comfortable for me, but it turned out great. And one person and I started a community. And so really 
that that's really all you need. Remember how when we were, when our kids were young and you'd say to your kid, all you need is one friend. Yes, it's <laughs> so is, true. This is kind of the same thing. It's so true. And, you know, and if I could just say one other thing, I mean, when I went out with my friends who were still married and the friends that we had when we were married, even if it was just, you know, a girl's night out, what was more uncomfortable was sitting at a table with these women who half of them wanted to know uh, what happened. And I wasn't in a place where I was willing to really share details. And secondly, it, you know, so it was the gossip mill, right? It was people who just wanted to know what happened. And on the other side, it was people who just, it was like they thought divorce was going to be contagious. So they kept their distance from me. And mm -hmm. so to me, it became more uncomfortable going out with my married friends than it was going out with new people who didn't know me, who didn't have me attached to somebody else or have preconceived notions of who I was. And that to me felt so refreshing instead of, you know, putting myself back in with these women who just were like, what happened? What, you know, did who did somebody cheat? Did this? Did that? Because of course, you know that that just felt worse. It it was awful. <laughs> All right, but Wendy, you do have a point, and I did get some of those people called me just to get the scoop. But our married friends, who are our real friends, this is the time when you figure that out. Because let me yes. tell you, I had a lot of married friends who are still my friends to this day who literally took me under their wing and said, I'm here for you. I really uh, yes. don't understand what you're going through. You know, I've never been through it, but I love you and I'm here for you. So don't trade the friends in, but rather realize who your good married friends are and then make these other new divorced friends too. Exactly. Yeah. I call it cleaning house, right? <laughs> so it really cleaned out my friend house and I kept like my three tight besties and everybody else literally over time just dissipated. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with Jackie Pillisoff and my guest, divorce coach, Wendy Sterling. We are talking five lessons I learned from my divorce. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to go over lessons three, four, and five. We'll be right back. I want to tell you one thing that every person needs within the first six months after they get divorced, and that is a new will and trust. If you've never had a will and trust, believe me, you need one now. Or if you get divorced, your will and trust is no longer good and you're going to need a new one. And to help you do this, I have a great person, wills and estate planning attorney, Stephanie Sexauer. She's located in Chicago and she can do business with anyone in Illinois. I have referred several people to Stephanie. She does a wonderful job. And what's so nice is that it's a fixed cost. So unlike a divorce attorney who's billing you per hour, Stephanie and all wills and estate planning attorneys charge a flat fee and you get to talk to them and ask questions and get their advice as much as you want for one fee. So I would highly recommend Stephanie and I would highly recommend getting a new will and trust after your divorce. If you want to reach her, she can be reached at sexourlaw.com or in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girls Smiling. 
I also want to mention the law firm of Katz and Stefani. They are a premier law firm with 10 attorneys. Dan Stefani is a co-founder and I have known him for over 20 years. He is such a wonderful person and he's a great lawyer. And Katz and Stefani has different lawyers who have different niches. I know everyone in the firm. I think they're so well-respected, so well-known, and just good, good people who can be trusted. They are solid. They're experienced. They're smart. And I would highly recommend them. They can be found at KatzStefani.com or, again, in the Trusted Partners section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. This is Jackie Pillisoff. I'm with my guest, divorce coach, Wendy Sterling. We are talking five lessons I learned after divorce. Wendy, lesson number three, I set higher standards for myself. I love this. Tell me about that. Yeah, so, you know, I, as I was going through my healing and recovery process, what ended up happening was obviously, you know, I was getting stronger, standing in my power, gaining my confidence back, my self-esteem, my self-worth. And a lot of that was because I invested in my own journey. I invested in a therapist. I invested in a coach. I invested in energy healers because I knew that there were multiple aspects of me that I got to start taking care of. I mean, part of setting a higher standard for myself involved self-care, which is something I never indulged in. And the other part of it was to stop living my life for somebody else and to start living life for myself. And so I think that the biggest standard that I set for myself was ending my 20-year corporate career, um, a career that I was great at. I earned a lot of money, you know, six-figure paycheck every year for quite some time. And at the same time, it was soul-sucking. It was, it brought me to tears. I was miserable. And I decided that not only was I going to divorce my husband, but it was time for me to start living life on my own terms. And those terms got to be set higher. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate when we're married. You know, it's got to talk to the husband before you make a career shift or you make a big purchase. And I didn't have to ask anybody that. And so the standard that I started to set for myself when I was no longer married and going through my divorce was a standard by which I wish I would have held myself to prior but ultimately was rooted in me knowing my voice and my identity to stand in my power to start making choices and decisions for myself. Now, when you say set higher standards for yourself, you have your idea of what that means, but I wanna say something about setting higher standards for yourself when it comes to men, and that's gonna lead us into lesson number four. But what I wanna tell you is that when I was listening to you say this, I was thinking, I love this because the first guy that I got involved with, like pretty seriously after my divorce, somebody, I knew it wasn't right. And I dated him for a really long time and I knew it wasn't right. And someone said like, well, you know, if you know it's not right and why are you still dating him? I'm like, because he's really nice. And the girl goes, he's nice. Like that's your standard. He's nice. That should be like. That's a given. 
like raise your standards. You know what I mean? Like everyone's nice. And so I just thought like when, when I read this, I set higher standards for myself. Like the bar, I guess, was set so low for me at the time because I was out of this unhappy marriage where my ex-husband wasn't nice that I just think it's funny that I thought that this guy was great just because he was nice. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, when we go through divorce, right, there are like little things that like, you know, we want from a new partner, of course. And at the same time, you know, one of one of my own personal, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a mantra or just kind of like one of my rules of thumb is until you're really able to heal yourself, learn from your mistakes, and most importantly, take responsibility for how it is that you showed up in your marriage and own all of the mistakes that you made, you don't want to go into the dating world because you're not going to attract your partner, the ideal partner that you want. And so, you know, for me, I just wanted, it would have been nice for someone to just talk to me. I mean, that's all I really wanted in the beginning. <laughs> and over time, as I was starting to really get to know myself and to really start standing in my own power, I realized that as I started dating, that these men got to earn the right to spend time with me. And now some of your listeners may say, wow, you really love yourself. No, I actually set a standard for myself where yes, I do love myself and I'm not just going to give my time out freely to just anybody. And so what that meant was really going out on these dates and embodying everything about who I learned that I had become. And so it wasn't about, oh God, I hope that they like me. It was, wow, I can't wait to be me and not care about what the other person thinks. If they like me, it's going to move somewhere. And if they don't, it won't. Um, I also have the, I also believe that when we are dating or when we are, you know, manifesting um, what it is that we want to create, people come into our life for a reason. And those people are meant to teach us a lesson. And so as I was dating, I started realizing things that I thought I wanted that I actually didn't. And so I would really pay close attention to red flags. And typically that was kind of like a feeling inside of me that went, mm -hmm, Wendy, you may want to ask a follow-up question about that, or that doesn't sound like somebody I want to be with. And so eventually what I ended up learning was all the things I didn't want, but more importantly, all the things I did and what I wasn't going to sacrifice myself or my partner for. And so I literally wrote an entire list, okay, two pages worth of who I wanted my partner to be. And I will tell you that that list changed twice. The first list, I manifested my ex-boyfriend who I was with for about a year and a half. And that relationship taught me more things that I wanted from my partner, which then created my second list, <laughs> my addendum, and I manifested my now partner who we've been together two and a half years. We are living together. We have committed to being together forever. Um, and that is the power of putting your mind to, you know, to set those standards for yourself to not settle and to see your worth and to see your value and know that that person 
gets to, you know, they've earned the right to be a part of your story moving forward. Wow. Okay. Well, that was lesson number four. I manifested the partner I wanted and didn't settle. And Wendy, I love the lists. I mean, I'm not that <laughs> detailed. Um, and, and really, you have a point because a lot of people say things like, well, I don't want this. I don't want him to be this. And I don't want him to, you know, have this job. And really what you need to focus on is what you do want, right? I mean, instead of what you don't want. Yeah, the universe doesn't hear the word not. So it's always important to declare what it is that you do. Now, that's not to say that what you don't want doesn't shine light on what you do. So it's really about reframing and flipping that script to call in what it is that you do want. Lesson number five, I learned how to be a better partner and mom. Okay, those are two very different things. Tell me about that. (laughs) Well, so the root of this ultimately is I, when I was married, I knew who I was as wife. I knew who I was as corporate executive. I knew who I was as mom. I knew who I was as daughter, as sister, right? So it was like, I almost had these multiple identities <laughs> that I would like put different hats on and be like, okay, who am I supposed to be now? Oh, okay, now I got to put this hat on. And ultimately, when you learn how to be a better partner as well as a mom, you're ultimately learning who it is that you are and how that person shows up in all of these roles, right? And so ultimately, what that enabled me to create both in my relationship and also with my, with my, with my children was the ability to learn the power of our words and the power of um, communication, which is something that I realized I was really bad at when I was married. Um, You know, my ability to see the value in being present in those conversations. You know, I was a corporate executive, right? I worked in the digital ad space. I I felt like I was constantly on call. My phone was constantly in my hand. I was, I felt like I was never really able to give my attention fully to anything or anyone in my life. And what my divorce enabled me to realize was that, you know, listen, I only had my kids half the time now. And so what I really focused on was being present when my kids were home and really then looking at the times that they weren't kind of thing, you know, working the later nights and things like that. But When I was with my kids, my kids got to be with me. Same thing. I didn't date unless I didn't have my kids. Um, So I really make sure that I am present when I am around the people that I care about and that I love. And ultimately what that resulted in was me understanding what true intimacy looks like. Now, that doesn't mean romance. (laughs) Intimacy is connection. And I realized, looking back at my marriage, how disconnected my ex-husband and I were, how disconnected I was from even my boys, who, I, I mean, I can look back and say now that I felt disconnected from them more often than I felt connected. And now standing here on the other side, I am so deeply connected with my boys And they now, like, we have the best relationship. They come to me and they talk about everything. They're teenagers and they're boys and they're hormonal, but they still talk to me. And we have conversations where 
we're expressing our feelings or we're expressing our dislikes or we, you know, we have arguments, but they're not to the capacity as they were before where we were trying to be right. Our conversations now are just about holding space and empathy for one another's feelings and talking it through. And my God, I would change nothing from my past, nothing. I wouldn't change anything because I love my life. I love my relationships. I love everything that I have created from all these hard lessons. And if my, if I was listening to this, I would be so inspired because Wendy, my audience are people who are thinking about divorce, people going through one, people recently divorced, and maybe beyond. This is very inspiring because you hit it right on the head that this is an opportunity, whether you wanted the divorce or you were blindsided, this is an opportunity to look back and you will for sure look back and say, wow, I am now more present. I, I'm paying attention more with the phones and the technology and the, you have to be available every second. If you don't put that phone away and disconnect, it's really does ruin your relationships. I shouldn't say ruin, but it has a negative effect on your relationships, whether it's your kids, your friends, your spouse. And so what you're saying all is really wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I love chatting with you. Thank you for inviting me to share my wisdom with your audience today. Tell my audience where they can find you. And then I also want to hear about your book. Yeah. So your audience can find me. The easiest way is across all of social media. My handle is Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I also have my own podcast, which is called The Divorce Woman's Guide, which Jackie will be a guest on in a future episode, which I'm super excited to release. And then I have also my website, wendysterling.net. My book, Divorce Sucks Now What?, walks my readers through the five steps to find yourself and heal after walking down the aisle of I do to I'm divorced. And my book honestly has been, it was a very therapeutic and healing writing process for me. I wrote the book in five days uh, when I was actually in Sedona. And I had a really interesting experience at one of the vortexes when I was there. And at that vortex, I connected with uh, my mom who passed away last January. And my mom came to me uh, as a butterfly on the top of this vortex. And the message was very simple but very profound. And the message was metamorphosis. And so what my book teaches, what my book talks about is the metamorphosis that I went through from the beginning of my divorce until the end and the lessons that I learned along the way. Um, I also talk about how my mom and I were walking a parallel path, um, you know, not to give away one of the you know, one of the things I talk about in the book, but my mother was diagnosed with ovarian cancer the exact same day that I asked my ex-husband for a divorce. And so for the next couple of years, my mom and I walked side by side, hand in hand, as she was learning what true strength looked like. Um, I was learning that from her as well, but ultimately what she taught me was to live life now. 
And so the book talks a lot about our journey together and what that metamorphosis looks like. And uh, ultimately, my goal is to inspire your audience to see that anything is possible as long as you have faith and trust and surrender in the process. And um, if you guys want more information or any free resources associated with the book, you can go to my website for my book, which is divorcesucksnowwhat.com. Wendy, I just love this. Thank you again for being here. You're so welcome. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you want to listen to more of my podcasts or read articles or watch videos or check out my awesome divorce professional trusted resources, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. We'll talk to you real soon.